Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. I am a little perturbed with all of the great things in sports that go on. One of the things that I never understand is the the double standards that come with second chances. Um, it seems as if there are some people who make a mistake and they get a second chance, and then there's others who make a mistake and then you never hear from them again. They're ostracized. They're done. Um, it never really – I never really quite understand why we don't just tell the truth which is, in many cases, the people who we think can help them can help us win, we're willing to give a second chance to. And the people that we don't think can help us win are the people that we don't give second chances to. I'm not just talking about me personally. I'm talking about us as a society, as a whole. We need to just be honest. Talent opens up the doors that people without talent don't get. There's no reason for us to act as if this is somehow a new revelation. This has been going on forever. The problem that I have is when people try to lie about it. When people try to make it seem as if, oh, no, no, we're, we did all of our due diligence. We went through all the, here's the situation, right? Here's the situation, excuse me, as I know it. So Montana State, the Bobcats, who have been in the running for a national championship the last few years, they've been in positions, they've had really good teams, they haven't been able to get the job done, but they are knocking on the door. They have the, an infrastructure in place, an offense in place, that has an ability to win a national championship. And so they allowed a young man named Zach Cruz to join their, their, their football team to try out as a walk-on on their football team. And, and, and at first blush, you go, okay, cool. Like, everybody should have an opportunity, right? until you find out the background about Zach Cruz. See, this is a young man who had scholarship offers from Montana State and Montana and who the head coach at Montana State recruited heavily. Um, Brent Vegan recruited heavily and, and lost out on the young man, I believe, to Montana. So this young man goes to Montana and then it is revealed that he had posted um, a racist comment on his social media. Now, at first glance, I say, oh, who cares? They're young. They, they say silly stuff. Then I find out exactly what it is he posted. It was the N-word mixed with an emoji of a black person with a gun to its head. Now, I'm not... I don't profess to be the, the smartest man in the world. 
I think I have a little bit of knowledge. That's not normal just, oh, I'm a white guy going around throwing around the N-word. That's not a mistake. That's not a mistake. And it doesn't matter how old you are when you do something like that. That stuff is, is embedded in you. It's ingrained in you. Ingrained in you as much as it's ingrained in someone to believe in God. It's ingrained in them to believe what they believe about other races. I'm sorry, but someone does something like that, you cannot give them a second chance on a team with four to five black coaches and over half of your roster being black. I'm sorry. It can't, ha can't happen. So when, when Brent Vegan was asked about this, he said, well, you know, he, he, he came to school on his own. Like we didn't recruit him. He came and, 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 and enrolled at school on his own. Then he approached the coaching staff, meaning me, about being on the team, about walking on. We said that this spring, we would give him the opportunity to try out. He has to, he has to do all of these things that we put in place. But he wasn't clear about what things he put in place. He has to do all of these things that we put in place in order to earn a roster spot. How hard is it to earn a roster spot on an FCS program? I don't care how diff, like how good the team is at FCS level, you're going to have walk-ons. And if this guy was good enough that you wanted him to get you wanted to give him a scholarship until he turned turned you down for somebody else, then you'll be willing to give him a roster spot for free. Come on. All of the things that he had to do in order to be able to try out. What were those things? What? Go see a counselor? You don't think a kid's willing to do that? You don't think an 18, 19 year old's willing to do that? Uh, uh, a year, like uh, an hour, a, a day, every every week or one once a week or twice a week? You don't think he's willing to do that? You don't think he's willing to try to get good grades in order to have an opportunity to try to rebuild the world that came crumbling down on him because he's a racist? Like, clearly, that's something that he would be willing to do. He, he said he spoke with he spoke with his team captains or his or his leadership committee. Who's on the leadership committee? I'd love to know these things. These, I'm not saying that the that the, the journalists in the room didn't do their due diligence, but this entire press conference should have been about that. The moment that he wanted to clear the air and that he wanted to talk about it, the entire press conference should have been about that. And there should have been question after question after question, because here's what I know. He made this decision on his own. Then he went to his administration for support. Hey, I want to bring this kid in. This is what happened. We're not investing anything in him. He's gonna. He's just going to come on and be a walk-on. And if he makes a team, great. And if something happens, 
we'll just get them out of here. You know what the president in the AD most likely said? Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Because what, what do they have to lose? If things go south, they can always just blame the coach. But if things work out and he's a great football player for them, then woohoo. There's no harm in it for them. He says, like, he talked to his coaches. But as an assistant coach, I know for me, I would have been like, yo, coach, I don't know. That, that don't seem like a good move. That should be all it takes for you to go, nah. You're telling me not one of the four or five black coaches on this staff, not one of them said, ah, coach, it's just don't. It's just don't it don't smell right to me. Not one of them. Are they all from Montana? Have none of them ever experienced what stuff like this can easily turn into? Again, this was not a kid who just put, you know, f in words. He put an he put an emoji of a gun to the head of a black person. That's a different level of, of F you, of F your kind. That's a different level. That person should not be ostracized from life. They shouldn't be on a football field, though. They should not be on a football field. John Morant had a gun, not had a gun, and was acting and was and was acting like he was going to shoot someone. He had a gun on social media. They acted like he was a killer. He was at a strip club doing what millionaire 22, 23-year-olds do at a strip club. Wow. Every millionaire 22-year-old, every young person that I've ever seen with money to burn in a strip club looked just like John. They acted like he was a deviant. He'll get a second chance, clearly, because he's talented. We already talked about that. But, man, we're just going to sweep this under. And I wouldn't even have known anything about it because I'm in Savannah, Georgia. I'm not in Montana. But a good friend put me on and was like, hey, what do you think? And I'm like, it don't smell right. This guy, you could tell by the way he was speaking, he was trying to be very careful in what he said because he didn't want to get he didn't want to get caught up. He didn't want to get tripped up. He was trying to be very careful. Well, guess what? If you're trying to be, be very careful about what you say, then you probably should not have do, you probably should not do what you have done. You opened up the opportunity to step on a landmine. You opened up the opportunity to trip up, to flub up. Now, anytime you discipline, anytime you try to get rid of one of your black players, I'm going to be asking the question, well, how does this compare to what that guy did? That guy that you gave a whole roster spot to. And you said that it was contingent upon him doing everything that we asked him. What did you ask him? What did you ask him to do? Does that stuff really matter in the grand scheme of things? Do the things that you asked him to do, 
Do they really matter? When you say you asked your counsel, did you really ask them or did you just tell them, hey, this is what we're doing? And they go, we got your back, coach. When you talk to your assistant coaches, did you tell them, hey, this is what we're doing? And they go, we got your back, coach, because that's what it sounds like. Because what else are they going to say? You're the head coach. The coaches, they have livelihoods, they have families, so they can't seem as if they're against you or they're against an idea of yours because now that puts them at risk of not being able to feed their family. These kids are on scholarship, and all you got to do is say, hey, listen, we're no longer going to honor that scholarship, my guy. And now they're out in the cold. They got to go find somewhere else to play in the transfer portal of thousands upon thousands of kids. Nobody wants to do that. So guess what they're going to say? Yeah, coach, we got you. We're riding. But in reality, are they really riding? Do they really have you? The answer is most likely no. The answer is most likely no. Yet, the way that it's trying to be shaped, the way that we're trying to look at it is, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we got your back. Yeah, uh-huh. No, no, they were all on board with this. Really? All of the black men on this team, none of them had a problem with it? Because if one of them had a problem with it, one, then you should have said no. Because you should care about the life of the kids that have committed to you more than the life of the kid that is trying to come in that you like. So you wanted to double back on. Make no mistake about it. This is a young man that this coach wanted, wanted on his team, recruited super hard, lost out to, to a rival school, and now has an opportunity to get him back. That's what this is about. Just be honest about it. Hey, listen, I think what he did was deplorable. I think what he did was horrible. Man, The man tried to say it was, an, it was a mistake. Oh, he made a terrible mistake. No. He did, a, he did a deplorable thing. He was rightly punished by it. But I believe that this man won't, won't do that again. And I believe he can help this football team win games. If he would have came up there and said that, a lot of you would have vilified him. But I would have just said, you know what? Say less. Now we know who you are. And we appreciate it. You're going to do what's necessary to win. Why can't we just be honest about these things? Has nothing to do about morality and giving a guy a second chance. If this dude was trash, nobody would be trying to give him a second chance. By the way, we don't really even know if he's going to be good. It's not like he's some five-star recruit that was going to stay in the state of Montana. It's a two-star guy. He might be good. Is he better than the guys that are there already? Will he be in another four years, five years? Who knows? But now there's a level of control over this young man that this coach has because he supposedly gave him the opportunity. Again, I look through all the thinly veiled, like we're trying to say and do the right things. The bottom line is, this coach believed that this player out in Montana State could help him win, 
And that's why he brought a racist in. He brought a racist in because he believes that racist can help him win. There's no other reason. Oh, we're going to give the racist a second chance. What? A second chance to do what? Turn the emoji into real life? Who knows what happens the moment he has adversity at that school? The moment he doesn't get along with a black player at that school. How do we know how that ends? And if something tragic happened, which God hope us nothing ever does, how are you going to be able to explain to someone's family that we knew this young man had this in his, in his DNA and we still allowed him to come and play football on our team? Really? That's what we're doing. That's how we're getting down. Just be honest about it. Don't try to make it seem like this is a great rehabilitation project. How do you rehabilitate somebody's ingrained, ingrained heart? You can make them see something different, right? There are a lot of people who grow up in the church. They grew up believing in God. They grew up believing Jesus Christ, the Savior, Allah, whatever it is. Then they're presented with other information as an adult that makes them question what it is they were taught, what it, what it is that was ingrained in them. But they still never lose the, 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 what was ingrained because that's what ingrained means. It has been dug into you to where the only way to erase it would be, would be to get rid of parts of you. You don't rehabilitate racists. You don't rehabilitate a racist. That's not how this thing works. There's no rehabilitation for a racist. There is them seeing a different side, them suppressing what it is that they have been taught inside, but it's always there. It's always there. And when the rubber meets the road, when it becomes really, really difficult, when it becomes really hard, guess what they will revert back to every time? Because we all do it. We're going to revert back to what we were taught and what was ingrained into us as kids. If a math problem gets difficult for me, I don't use the new math methods. I go right back to the way in which my grandmother taught me how to do math forever ago. I'm not doing the, the put this here and eliminate there. And no, I'm going right back to what I was, what was ingrained into me as a child. We can't sit here and try to act. We can't sit here and try to believe that somehow it's different. People have the ability to change only in the in a sense of. They're naive to things. They have an ability to change if they're naive to it. If it is something that they wholeheartedly believe, there is no changing. There's just suppressing. Young man can help. Because if I'm a, if I'm a black person and that's how they're getting down at Montana State, I can't go and be a part of that program.
And I really like what they're doing out there with the Bobcats. I really think that they have an opportunity to be to 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 ascend and be a championship level team. They don't need this. That one player is not going to make the difference. But that's the world we live in. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. We do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Till next time, peace.